But when we go through things, it's easy to minister it. And uh, you can do the same thing. You may not get up in front of a church and minister, but there's somebody at work. There's somebody in your family that you can minister to just one-on-one. And especially if you've been through it, you can do it a little lot better than somebody that hasn't been through it. And so I'm just going to go through the word. We are talking about the big house. It's been a great series, and uh, it's just been awesome uh, coming in here every week. And uh, I know Pastor is my husband, but you still hear God through him, even though I'm his wife. And so when I come, I hear from God, and God speaks to me about faith and believing him and just growing closer, and it's been really good. And, and so I'm, I think I may be wrapping it up today. I think today's the last Sunday, and so this is going to be a great message just to kind of put it all together before we move on to the next thing. <laughs> and so you can turn in your Bibles, or if you just want to listen and take notes, however it's easy for you, you do that. I don't want you to be uncomfortable. I want you to be comfortable and uh, not feel like you have to look in your Bible and try to find a scripture. Sometimes it's just good just to listen and get it in you and write it down. And so um, we're just going to go through the word and talk about some things. In Psalms chapter 23, verse 6, it says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Well, you know where the house of the Lord is, right? Church. Here on earth, the house of the Lord is church. We're not the only one around. And so God's got a lot of houses around here that he has set up and called pastors to. So it says that all the days of my life, that surely goodness and mercy will follow me, and I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So if you dwell in the house of the Lord, that means you're there, right? It's a consistent thing for us. Psalms 92 verse 13 says, those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. So you look at different translations on that scripture, and it says, those who are planted, that means I'm here. I am planted. I'm serving. I'm, my feet are dug in. They're not just kind of sitting on top like, well, maybe, maybe not. If you're planted in the house of the Lord, it says you'll flourish. In Jer- over in Jeremiah chapter 17, verses 7 and 8, it says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots. Isn't that awesome? That may do nothing for you. You may say, well, praise God, I'm a tree. (laughs) And I'm planted. (laughs) And I have roots going somewhere. (laughs) I mean, let's just be real. (laughs) No, you are. You think of a tree that's planted. It flourishes. It bears much fruit. And its roots spread, that means it's dug in. You can't remove that tree, and you can't tear it down. Praise the Lord. So those I just wanted to give you, that God thinks a lot about his house. And God honors the house of God. And so you are part of the house of God. And so God, he's all about honoring you. I'm getting kind of ahead of myself, but honor in this day and age is not really a great word because you see a lot of dishonor. 
And uh, it really grieves my heart, especially just uh, watching children and, you know, my kids go to um, uh, school in Clio, but just watching kids, it's just like, dear Lord, how do you talk like that? <laughs> like, how'd that even come out of your mouth? <laughs> or just the dishonor of teachers and, you know, like, get away with stuff that I sure would not have gotten away with when I was a kid. <laughs> not that I'm old, but <laughs> that wasn't too long ago. But um, there's just dishonor in the world. <clears throat> God has no part of that. But God is about honor. And if you want to know about honor, if you look in the Bible, you know, a lot of times you, you, there may be a subject that you want to know about or something you're curious about. If you'll ask God to help you, God, show me in the word. He will gladly do it. And a lot of times God will answer you with his word. <clears throat> so we're going to turn over to Galatians chapter 6, verse 9 today. And that's going to be our main, main scripture today. I almost said main squeeze. <laughs> but it didn't fit. <laughs> Galatians chapter 6, <clears throat> verse 9. I'm going to go through and read different translations on this. It says, let us not grow weary or become discouraged in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap if we do not give in. It didn't say, listen, it didn't say give up, but in essence, you are giving up. But it said give in. So, the only way you can give in is to thoughts, to getting weary. And so God's saying, don't give in to that. <clears throat> Next translation says, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up in a world that gives up quite easily. <laughs> God's telling you, don't give up. Another translation says, so let's not allow ourselves to get fatigued doing good. At the right time, we will harvest a good crop if we don't give up or quit. Right now, therefore, every time we get the chance, let us work for the benefit of all, starting with the people closest to us in the community of faith. <clears throat> Another translation says, don't get tired of helping others. You will be rewarded when the time is right if you don't give up. So I looked up. I am one that I like to search out the scripture. Because if God is telling me a scripture, I want to know what he's trying to tell me. And so I was here at church, um, wasn't too long ago, and uh, you just get, oh, it's not that you have those days that are bad, I'm not talking about that, because everybody has those days, and they come and go. But there's a time in your life where you just get weary, just tired. And another translation, I'll, I'll say it in a minute, says, um, that you find yourself saying, been there, done that, tired of doing it. <laughs> kind of like, been there, done that, it don't work. <laughs> it don't work, God. And so I'm real, I am very real with God. I'm sure he really likes me sometimes. But <laughs> and so I was here at church, <clears throat> and I was just talking to God, and um, just kind of, you know, tired, just like, you know what? That's just the best word to say it. Tired of doing the same thing, tired of this, tired of that. <clears throat> Want this different. Haven't seen that yet. You're kind of like, where is it, God? What's up? 
And uh, he brought this scripture to me. And that's why God will answer you with scripture that will totally set you free if you'll let it. And so I thought of that scripture. I'm like, mm, okay, don't grow weary. So I went and looked up the word weary. When you look up the word weary, it says physically or mentally exhausted, <laughs> impatient, or dissatisfied with something. To make or grow impatient or dissatisfied. Bored or annoyed by something because you have seen it, heard it, or done it before many times or for a long time now. <laughs> and you just quit. You give up. Do you know that this is probably 90% of people in church <laughs> at some point in time? That's a high number. It may be a little lower. <laughs> but uh, uh, just going to church every week. Been there, done that. Why, why do people just stop going to church? Been there, done that, and it's not working. Just get tired of it. Why do people stop giving? Not seeing the results I want to see yet. So, God, you've let me down. And so, we get weary and tired, and we turn against God. It's kind of what we're doing. Like, God, I'm just fed up. I'm frustrated. It's not working. But he just said, don't grow weary. And so he said, grow weary means it comes in time. You, you think of anything that you start, you start out real strong, right? And <laughs> you're excited. But then there comes that middle part or middle ground where it's like, oh, I got to get up and I got to make myself do this now. Right? <laughs> and if you don't get up, make yourself do it, you stop doing it. But if you keep at it, you'll grow past that point and get the victory or do it better. And so that's kind of what this scripture is. Don't grow weary. Don't get tired like God's like your cheering section. No, don't stop. Don't stop going to church. Don't stop giving. Don't stop serving. Don't stop being faithful to me. Don't stop getting in the word. Because the devil's going to tell you it's not working. But God says it's working. And so that's where our faith comes in. Where we just have to believe God that he said, I will reap. And that was an awesome song. It was perfect. God does not delay. So I just was like, thank you, God. You don't delay. You're right on time. You are never late. You always come through. Always he comes through. Praise God. <clears throat> so we don't grow weary uh, in those times. Now I'll go over to Matthew chapter 9. And the only way we're going to grow weary is through our thoughts. That's how it's going to start. We just get tired, and so we start thinking, and then we start talking about it. Once a person becomes weary... Then you can become scattered. So it's really important that we pay attention to this. Because there's a lot of people in churches that are serving, that if you were to look at them, you think, oh, wow, they, they are really connected with God. And, but they're not. They're, they're this right here. They've become weary. And then when you become weary... What happens when somebody comes weary or tired or frustrated or been there, done that, it's not working? It's almost like an attitude that goes with it. 
<laughs> we step back, right? We detach ourselves. We do. We detach ourselves from church. We detach ourselves from those around us. And the one person that can speak in your life is your pastor, and you detach. I say you, but people detach themselves from a pastor in their life. And in doing that, not that you mean to do that, but in doing that, then a person becomes scattered. And so we'll look at that. Over in Matthew chapter 9, verse 36, it says, But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary. We just talked about that, being don't become weary. But they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Ouch. That's kind of a scripture you just want to sit there and think about for a minute. You ever like that when you hear something, you tell someone, could you say that again? (laughs) Just so I can get it. Because God talks to you all the time through his word. So when when Jesus saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them. He loves them. But because they were weary, they were scattered, having no shepherd. So it's important. To not grow weary. And we all have to work at that. You may, you may be here right now and say, you know what? That is me. And that was me that day with God. And even uh, a pastor came in later that day. And uh, he was talking about something. And then I was just sharing with him about the scripture. And I think he was talking about me doing this Sunday. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And uh, I was like, I think I got a great message. Because <laughs> God's dealing with me on it. <laughs> But I began to share with them and just like, yeah, you just, I said, when I, when I said the part where it said, been there, done that, you know, been there, done that, tired of doing it, want something different. I was like, that, that's me. Just being honest and real. And uh, I just started crying because God was just revealing it to me. Like, don't quit. Don't get weary because I don't delay. I always come through. And in this day and time, it's easy to get weary real quick because we're used to seeing things real fast. And uh, sometimes you see God come through really fast, and you think, wow, that was awesome. I didn't really have to do a lot. God just did it. That's awesome. But there's this thing called growing, and then it might take a little longer. And because it's taking a little longer, well, it's not working. Or, well, I'm just, um, I give up. And I just go about my life. And we leave God just sitting there. And we go about doing what we want to do. But yet we'll look at God and say, well, you didn't come through for me. And he say, don't quit on me. (laughs) And so uh, we are in this together. And we're helping each other to not become weary. And if you feel weary or tired right now, or you think, you know what? Life has just really been hard on me. Everybody has trouble. Uh, You are not the select one that the devil has put trouble on, and everybody else is all happy, and that's how it'll look a lot of times. (laughs) When you're going through something, it'll feel like, and everyone around you will look all happy and doing great, and it's just like, yeah, whatever. I don't want to be around you. (laughs) I don't want to talk to you. Get away from me. (laughs) 
because <laughs> I am miserable. <laughs> but, but everybody has trouble. Everybody. Everybody goes through things. Your trouble might look different than my trouble, but it's still the degree of trouble coming into my life. But God always can get you out of trouble. Always. I am here to tell you, God will always, I don't care if you say, well, it was my fault. I'm the one that messed up. I don't care. God doesn't care. God wants you to make better decisions maybe or make corrections about that. But God does not care that you messed up. Because God's so much bigger and gets you past it. <laughs> and so earlier this year, we went through something. It was like, wow, we've never been in this before. And it was just like, wow, dear Lord, how am I going to get out of this one? The only way I could get out was God. The only way was trusting God. And so I was just like, God, <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know how to pray. I don't even know what to say. But I just trust you that you love me. And I'm every, it didn't take him a long time. I think within a week, it looked totally different. Totally different. You would have even thought that never happened or I never had that trouble or because God's that good that he'll make it look like you didn't mess up, you did nothing, and that, that was never even there. And so it's, it's important to know that side of God because it'll help you get through. Over in John chapter 10, We'll read through some scriptures there in John chapter 10, verse 1. Stay with me on this because it's kind of lengthy, but. <clears throat> John chapter 10, verse 1 is where we'll start. It says, most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber, but he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. You know God's voice. You may say, well, I have a hard time hearing God's voice. Well, then you just start telling yourself, I know God's voice. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger. But the stranger is trying to scatter you away from that voice, God's voice. And that stranger is the devil. <laughs> it may come in the form of a, a person at times <laughs> or things or trouble, but the devil's behind it. But will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Then you go to verse 7. It says, when, then Jesus said to them again, most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pastures. The thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy you. But I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. Abundant life does not define weary. And so, everybody, but everybody can get weary. But it's looking to God to help you through it. Because you know his voice. Verse 11 says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives life for the sheep, gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling, he who is not the shepherd, 
one who does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he is a hireling and does not care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep, and I am known by my own. That's talking about you. You are sheep. You are children of God. He knows you, and you know him. As the Father knows me, even so I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they will hear my voice. And there will be one flock and one shepherd. Verse 27 says, my sheep hear my voice. How many times did he say that? My sheep know my voice. When you become weary and then you you become scattered, you can no longer hear God's voice real clear. It's just true. And so this is, uh, this is really important, to not let ourselves grow weary. And you say, well, how do I not get weary and tired and frustrated? Well, it's going to come. It's just going to come. So accept the fact it's, gonna, it's going to come. But God, our pastor has been talking about patterns being consistent, keep doing right. Isn't that what it just said? Keep doing good. Even when it looks like this is not working, keep going to church. Keep reading the word. Keep talking to God. Keep fellowship with your brothers and sisters. And make sure you have a pastor. Now, that doesn't mean there's a lot of people that can go to church but they don't have a pastor. And I know that uh, this is kind of one of those things like, well, I am in charge of my life. I'm not saying a pastor's in charge of your life. <laughs> you can be in charge of your life. Hopefully God's in charge too, <laughs> helping you. But a pastor can help so greatly. Uh, when you get weary and scattered, a pastor's the one you want to go to. First, church is where you want to go. And I say even more so than your friends out there or uh, coworkers or people just in the world that don't go to church. You want to come to your church. And you want to come to your pastor. You might say, why do you say that? Because there are times in your life when you're going through trouble, you're going through things, and you're frustrated, you're you're getting weary, you, you can feel yourself getting detached from people at church or from church. And a pastor can say one word, by God, they can help pull you through. And you may say, okay, come on now. Even when you come to church on Sunday mornings, God speaks through us. We don't just think of a great fluffy message and come and say, oh, yeah, that was great. We're hoping and praying and believing God for the anointing, that it would come forth, that there's a door of utterance that God can speak to you through us. How God can speak to you through a pastor. God can speak to you through ministers. He can do that. He'll speak to you. But sometimes, sometimes it, you can hear it clear in a message that's given. Or uh, when you're talking to your pastor, 
And uh, I'm not telling you something that we don't do because I do it a lot. <laughs> we have uh, pastors that are over us, Pastor uh, Lewis and Linda Carson. They have a, a church in Midland, Michigan. And um, some of you have probably been there for meetings because we let you know when they have guest speakers or ministers in. But um, wow, I think we met them. I was trying to think last night. It's been like 14, 15 years ago that we first met them. And uh, when we met them, uh, we knew there was something there. It's like when you come to church. When you come to church and there's people who say, you know, it just felt like home. I like the people. I just felt loved. Well, there's something there. <laughs> God's making a connection with you and a church and a pastor. And so when we met them, we knew something was there. And just over time, uh, we knew that that's who God placed in our life to be our pastors. And wow, you don't, in the beginning, you don't know what's down the road. <laughs> 10 years, uh, 14 years, you know, seven years. <laughs> I'm going down the different times where it was like, oh boy, this has been a rocky year. <laughs> and you just, you go through things even as pastors. And, uh, uh, I'll give you a story. An example is, uh, one was when we were pregnant. Well, we had miscarriage. We had a miscarriage. I was seven weeks, and we were trying to get pregnant. We finally got pregnant, and uh, we were still working jobs. And so uh, then all of a sudden, we were doing church. We had just started our church. <clears throat> and uh, one night, just some things were showing up. And uh, instantly, your thoughts like, oh, no. God, no. <laughs> you just keep, you think the more you say no, it'll stop. <laughs> no. <laughs> and so I remember that night. It's funny how you go through those things, and it's just like yesterday. Just kind of just with you. But um, I remember that night we just prayed, and we just sat on a bed, and it's like you're up all night, and we're just praying, God, we thank you. We just, God, we thank you that you're good, that your mercy endures forever. God, I trust you. And, uh, Went to the doctor the next day, and sure enough, I had a miscarriage. And so I remember walking out of uh, the office. You know, I remember what everything looked like. Isn't that funny? <laughs> I remember walking out, and you're just brokenhearted. And uh, just the pain and the ache of it. And uh, so they got us through those times because I knew who to go to to get me through it. Because you can go and hear anybody just kind of just get you passing through it or you can go to the right person that can get you through it and get you the victory the next time you go through something so that's the key and uh the next thing when we were uh we got pregnant we uh were in the hospital with Grayson our first one and uh they were saying my blood pressure was way up uh just all kinds of things were coming in during the labor and um, just a big scare, you could say, <clears throat> and it wasn't looking good. And uh, I looked over to Pastor and I said, "Call Mrs. Karsten." I didn't say call my mom, call this one, call. I said, "Call Mrs. Karsten." Anyway, so why would you say that? I said, "Now, don't hear me wrong. I am not knocking family or friends. They all have a strong support in your life. So please don't hear me saying that. But there's a pastor that is a voice in your life." And the only reason I'm saying it to you is because um, I have had that voice in my life and still have it in my life. 
and it has put me over in life because I've honored that voice and I have gone to it because God placed them in my life. And um, so I said, call Mrs. Kirsten because I wanted someone praying and someone that would know how to pray and would get me through it. And uh, lo and behold, everything worked out. Uh, healthy baby girl, nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing wrong, nothing wrong with me, everything fine, and I got through it. But that's just one example. There have been times that just things got messed up in life, maybe just by choices you made or just hard times in life, just struggling. And I've called them. I've called her. Pastor calls Pastor Karsten, or we'll go meet them. Hey, can we just go do lunch? And it's saved us. It has put us over and saved our life. It has saved our home, saved our children. They have invested in this church. And you may say, well, why? Because there's a scripture, uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 8. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 8 says, He gave gifts unto men. It says more than that, but... <laughs> That's what I'm going to camp on. The he is Jesus. Gave gifts to us. The apostle, the teacher, the pastor. It goes through the list. The pastor is a shepherd just like Jesus. Jesus is the great shepherd. Jesus is your shepherd. Don't ever forget that. He will care for you. <laughs> He'll take care of you in whatever you need. And the Holy Spirit is the, the ministry of Jesus on the earth. And so the minute you call unto Jesus, the Holy Spirit's there to assist you, to help you with whatever. And you may say, this is getting kind of weird. I know it's like with your head, it's just like, okay, <laughs> okay, all right, I hear you. But if you'll just start stepping out and believing those things are there to help you, the, the Holy Spirit, Jesus. But then Jesus gave gifts to us. And just because you're a pastor don't mean you're, um, that doesn't qualify to you. No, he gave gifts to every person on earth. So just because you're a minister doesn't mean you don't need a pastor. So if you ever start following somebody that does not have a pastor, stop following them. <laughs> because they will scatter you even more than what you, or where you are. But um, it says that he gave gifts. So Jesus gave you a pastor. Jesus gave me a pastor. Now, I could just live my life and uh, just not do anything with what he gave me, not go to them for help, not go for uh answers, you could say, or just to help navigate through some things, I could just leave them there, and I can say, yeah, they're my pastors. Yeah, yeah, I love them. Yeah, they're great, but I don't really know them. There's no connection, because I'm not, I'm not with them. And there's a scripture that Paul said, I long to see your face, that I may impart. And so, the more consistently you're here at church, uh, the more um, that pattern is more developed, then pastors always see in your face. And God will give him things for you 
just come up out of him. He's not going to call you out. Hey, Sharon, I got something for you from God. I mean, he may, there may be times for that. God does move that way. But just by being in church, you'll get exactly what God has for you. You'll hear it. Maybe a scripture you've heard your whole life, and all of a sudden it just pow came to life, and it answered something for you, just like this scripture did for me. Amen. And so it's a big deal to God to give you something, and it's in the form of a man or a woman, and it, pastors aren't perfect, but pastors... Um, are led by God, or should be. (laughs) There's always that one that gets off, or this one that's not doing right. Just don't look at that. But if God's called you to a church, and there's a pastor, okay, God, I know you've called me here, and you would not call me somewhere where there's some goofiness going on. You would call me to a right place to grow in you. And We do our best to be in the word, to give the word to you. And the only reason for that is because the word is what will set you free. Not our lofty talking and mumbling and trying to make it look one way. No, the word is what will get you through. And sometimes it's like people want something different than the word. And it's like, no, the word will help you. It will help you. And so I just said all that to say, um, a pastor is part of the big house. There's a lot of big houses (laughs) in the world. But God saw fit that you are part of this big house. And so that means, all right, I'm going to start developing the habit, the pattern of walking with God and being at church. And not just attending church. But I'm going to find my place. I'm going to give God my time. Remember our priorities? I'm going to give God my time. And um, I'm going to give God my money. Just start somewhere. And I'm going, to, I'm going to honor the gift that God's given me in my life. And you may say, I don't know how to do that. Just by being at church, you're honoring the gift. Because God, God brought us here. <laughs> And so just like uh, I, we don't go to church at Cleft of the Rock every week, but I, we call on them, hey, we want to get with you. Hey, uh, there's been times uh, last month we just uh, sent them, there was money, uh, we sent them money just to honor. Hey, we just want to say thank you. Great pastors, you've helped us through a lot of times in life. We just want you to know we love you. Why, why do you do that? Just honoring what God's given us. And we're, we're, we're going to be at a different level, so don't hear me saying, well, you need to do that. No, I'm just saying it's honoring. But you can also honor each other. And those underneath you, helping them to come up. But honoring, God loves it when you honor, because then he honors you. Amen. Praise God. And so we are working on... Not growing weary, not getting scattered. And we're working on having a voice in our life that helps us through times of life. Amen. You can go ahead and stand. Praise God.
God, we thank you for your word today. Lord, I thank you that you're talking to all of us. You're helping us get through things of life. You're helping us to not grow weary, that we're staying strong and developing patterns that will last us for a lifetime, patterns that will go into our children and our children's children. Father, I thank you that we are growing every day. And we thank you, God, that we serve the one and true God in life. In Jesus' name, amen.